Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This guy in Pennsylvania learned the hard way that actual real police investigations are way more complete and thorough than the ones you see on TV. It started when police found an SUV burned up in a remote area of Mount Pleasant Township. It was unrecognizable, but investigators were able to pull a VIN number from the rubble and trace the vehicle to a man named Donald Cassidy, age 54. It turns out he had just filed a report claiming the vehicle was stolen, but fearing that wasn't entirely true, detectives got a court order and then obtained the man's cell phone, where they found he had reportedly searched in Google for, and I quote, how to set your car on fire and make it look like an accident. Unquote. So the key thing to remember is that if you want to set your car on fire and make it look like an accident, the number one thing you shouldn't do is to leave how to set your car on fire and make it look like an accident in your internet search history. <laughs> Just set it on fire. <laughs> I mean, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Let's start off this morning, Cliff, with a thought of the day. Okay, sure. Wisdom doesn't always come with age. Yeah. Sometimes... Age just shows up all by itself, Cliff, kind of lonely. <laughs> Undiscovered talent was revealed to me yesterday, Cliff, driving home. Oh, really? Yes. Y- you? Yes. Have an undiscovered talent? An undiscovered talent. Okay. I have figured out, Cliff, that I can drive down the road yeah. with a cheeseburger in one hand, a large Diet Mountain Dew in the other, and I can steer the car with my belly button. It's kind of impressive, actually. <laughs> May not be the safest thing, but I like to call it multitasking. Um, <laughs> Perhaps you should postpone some multitasking until later. My my question is, where did you put the fries? I didn't even get fries this time. You didn't get fries? I kind of feel un-American about it, too, to be honest with you. Criminal case, so spectacular, we may need a ta-da at the end of it. I'll get my ta-da prepared for you then, Cliff. <laughs> Okay. Never thought I'd say that to a guy. (laughs) Early Sunday, police were called to the intersection of Highways 11 and 32 in that town, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, to investigate an accident that turned out involved three vehicles. There were only a couple of minor injuries, but boy, oh boy, was that crash spectacular. Accident reconstructionists later determined that a Ford F-250 pickup southbound on 32 drifted across the center line and into the path of a northbound GMC Yukon. The driver of that vehicle attempted to swerve out of the way but didn't quite make it and the resulting head-on crash threw wreckage all over the intersection. Moments later, a Chevy Equinox, the driver of which couldn't slow down in time, rammed the busted-up trucks and that sent the whole scene up in flames. Everyone got out safely, especially the driver of the Yukon who just walked away from the scene and went to the hospital on his own, where he was later found by police. Investigators later determined it was a classic case of drunk driver hits another drunk driver and a third driver then piled on. (laughs) Apparently in Wisconsin, the drunk drivers just catch themselves. (laughs) 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 Ta-da! Today is a very special day, especially in the radio industry, Cliff. Why is that? Because today is National Hearing Care Day. And if you can't hear us... (laughs) It does a little good to have a radio then, doesn't it? Exactly. So please, please, everyone, take care of your hearing. Please do that. Because if you go deaf, 
Yeah. We are not sending out this program through the mail to you. We're not no. going to do that, are we, Cliff? <laughs> no, we're not. So take care of it. Turn the volume down you, just a touch. You know, it's it's a, a bit ironic that today is National Hearing Care Day. Ironic? Yes, because on the same day, Monday, that you were out because, you know, you had a procedure. <laughs> yes. After I completed the show, I went to Evansville and I had my own test, you might say. The same as mine? No, it's no. It was the other end. No, <laughs> I had my hearing tested just to be sure that you know I was not having any hearing loss. And and there's some minor hearing loss, but it's normal for someone my age who spent the time that I spent working around airplanes. So I'm not going to have to like send this out through the mail to you <laughs> no, at some point in time. No. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Be, well, at least I would only have to put down my parts. <laughs> Your part, you already know. <laughs> I already know what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a story this morning, Cliff. There's a guy in Japan. He's a multi-billionaire. I can't pronounce okay. his name, so I'm not even going to try. But okay. remember, multi-billionaire. And three years ago, he bought mm-hmm. the rights to SpaceX's first trip to the moon. Oh, he and did, huh? it's very confidential how much he uh, paid, but they're estimating he spent about $250 million. <laughs> and now that flight yeah. has been actually scheduled to go in okay. 2023. This oh. gentleman from Japan and yeah. eight random people will join him. That's the way he wants it. <laughs> you have until the 14th of this month to go to dearmoon.earth, sign yeah. up. If you get picked by him, yeah. he's paying for the entire journey. You don't have to do nothing but oh, show up. Oh, so he's not just paying for his seat to the moon. No, no. He's paying for every ticket. He's paying for, for every shot. ticket. Just random people he doesn't know. And I am so jaded that when yes. I read that this morning, Cliff, the only yeah. thing I thought was, it sounds like this guy wants to hunt me for sport in space. You see <laughs> You've seen those shows. I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen once you got there. Once you get up there, I mean. <laughs> it could be like the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh. But it would be kind of cool. Yeah. If, you know, he didn't hunt you and stuff like that while you're up there. I mean, yeah. I mean, when be, you're on the other side of the moon, I mean, there's yeah. not much he can do to help you. Cliff, I read this morning a study out, and this makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. It says the uh, more dating choices that you have, which yeah. I would assume to be you're very attractive. That's why you have more dating choices That's than right. others. Yeah. Uh, if you're in that and you have all these choices, yeah. you're more likely to end up being alone than anyone else because of all of the choices you have from your good looks. That's why it pays, Cliff, yeah. to be ugly and desperate, like our good friend Ron Johnson, who listens every morning here on Country 98.1. You know, it worked for him. He's married, so... <laughs> well, you you got a point there, I so mean, yeah. I guess it worked out for him. Ugly and desperate is his key to success. <laughs> Cliff, are you thinking what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? Well, first of all, that wasn't a very a very nice text message from Ron Johnson there. <laughs> 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 he called you a name. <laughs> yes, he did. Do you think, Cliff, I ought to join Ron yeah. Johnson and kind of ugly down just a little bit <laughs> maybe you should i think i may have to yeah we this new way of testing for coronavirus first reported here a few weeks ago and apparently its use is expanding although some people are now speaking out against it 
Scientists in the country of China say the accuracy of a COVID-19 test is much higher if instead of swabbing your nose, the tester's swabbing your backside. That country, serious about keeping new cases out, has taken a hard line against visitors. With, apparently, normal protocols requiring you to get off a plane, line up, turn around, drop your doors, and bend over. Now, the country of Japan has formally issued a request to Beijing asking them to stop doing anal swabs on our citizens. Too many have reported something called psychological pain over the issue. Chinese officials say their testing is based on science. Either way, it's not only a good way to keep tourists out of your country, it's a real pain in the butt. It'd keep me out, I'm going to tell you that right now, Cliff. <laughs> Yesterday, Cliff, I was at home and I yeah. got my wallet out of my pocket and I looked at my driver's license just to see how close I was to being, you know, expired and being an outlaw. <laughs> okay. And I have until September. Okay. And I'm looking on there and it has your height and weight and all of that stuff and hair color. Yeah. And I'm kind of like the worrier of stuff in the future that you can't do anything about. Are you like that or are you pretty well just eliminate the work. I have a tendency to be that way, yes. I sat there and looked at that license, and the first thing I thought, well, i got to get all that information together so I can get one of those licenses, I don't know what they call Mm -hmm. them, you know, where you can get on a plane and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and then I looked at the uh, hair color, and then I looked at my head, and I thought, eventually, I'm going to be bald. That's where (laughs) I'm heading. Well, I mean, yeah, I... It's it's good that you are facing the reality of that fact. Yes, I can tell every year it gets yeah. farther up my head than usual. <laughs> and that got me worried, Cliff, about when the day yeah. comes, yeah. what hair color do you put down on your license when you're bald? I, I what don't color know. do they put on there? I have no idea. They got to put something, don't they? I mean, where it says color, they don't put bold because that's not really a color, is <laughs> that's it? That's not I mean, a color. wasn't in my crayons. <laughs> I mean, i never seen the bald color in there. <laughs> What do they do? Do you know, Cliff? I, do, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Maybe if there's a bald listener, they could send us a text message. What's that number, Cliff? The, you mean the easy-to-remember text number? That's it, yes. Yeah, 812-682-0520. That's how you text Weed and Cliff in the morning. Let's see if we can come up with this answer, Cliff, so I can get my worry put yeah, aside. I mean, so you would put that aside. Because really, that makes no difference in the fact that whether you're bald or not now, does it? Someone will have the answer. You think they will? Yes. I hope so, because um, yeah. I don't want to put neutral or something like that on there. <laughs> you were right. You were exactly right. Our wonderful What's listeners that? knew exactly what to do, and they sent the text messages in. And if you're bold on your license, yeah. you either put N-A for not applicable. <laughs> that sounds nasty. Or you just write bold on there. No hair color whatsoever. Okay. It but you sense. were right. I mean, you said they would pull through, and they absolutely uh, did. In droves, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> now, Cliff, i got a question for you. Okay. Have you uh, registered and signed up to get your COVID shot yet? As a matter of fact, uh, I have an appointment for a week from today. At the fairgrounds? Is that where you're going? Yes, I'm going to the fairgrounds. I went there yesterday and got mine. Really? You got you got your vaccination yesterday? Yes, I did. And okay. true story, when you go in, I know a lot of people, or some people anyway, are kind of nervous about it. Yeah. Basically, there's nothing to it. If you've already pre-registered, I mean, you just sit down and they pretty well just, you know, make sure you who, are, who you say you are. Okay. And then they hand you off to a, 
young lady, and she uh, gives you the shot, and this is what happened to me. Okay. She says, sit down right here in this middle chair behind the screen, and I did. Which arm do you want? I said, I don't care. Left's fine. She sits down, and she, before she sat down, she goes over to an igloo cooler and pulls out the big syringe. It's already preloaded. Kind of cool. Okay. And she's rubbing around on my arm, and you know how they, you always see it on TV where the nurses push the syringe, and they get all the little air bubbles out, and they're working and working. And mm-hmm. she was working and working with that, and she kept going, huh, huh, <laughs> and, and I don't like that. And then she Uh-oh. threw the thing away, and I'm like, this is making me a little nervous now. <laughs> no. This is making me a little nervous that they threw this one away. And she oh. says the reason yeah. was she doesn't uh, she doesn't give a shot if there's any air bubbles in there at all. Even though it's right. in your muscle, she says it's just safe just to throw it away and be done with it. But it does make you a little nervous. Agreed. And I saw on video just a few minutes ago, Cliff, that yeah. Dolly Parton has got her $1 million investment in Moderna and that vaccine that she gave the money yeah. for. She got her vaccination yesterday at Vanderbilt University Medical oh, Center. that's cool. Good for her. And she's talking a little smack while she's there, too. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what, I mean, she's that kind of spirit, so she, she is. would. Yeah. She looks yeah. at the camera during this, and yeah. she says... For people who are scared about getting the shot, yeah, she says, and I'm quoting Dolly Parton now, my favorite aunt, don't be such a chicken squat. Get out there and get your shot. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boy, it's, it's a good thing the nurse or whoever gave her the shot hit her arm just right. Because? Because if they'd have missed forward, it would have went, uh, uh. I have found an unfun fact. But we're going to put a ta-da at the end of it, and that's well, that going to make makes, it all better. That makes all the difference in the world. I believe that to be true, and we're going to try okay. it right now, Cliff. Okay, sure. Here's our unfun fact with a ta-da. Snakes can insert their heads into a live frog's body to swallow their organs. <laughs> yeah, see, that, much, that made that a much more pleasant thought have you ever had something cliff you're looking forward to but you're also kind of dreading it in the back of your mind (laughs) yeah i'm kind of that way right now because as you well know when we mentioned it last week yeah as of this time right now Mm -hmm. friday morning on this program for the first time ever we're going to have a special guest max armstrong on the morning road show (laughs) now that makes me excited cliff because i like talking to max I mean, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know, and he knows all kinds of stuff, and he's been all over the world three or four times. Yeah. But my problem I have, Cliff, is... Yeah. You know the dude's a professional talker. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, far more more accomplished in professional talking than you or I put together. Yes. Yes, far more. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, once we crank him up... I'm not so sure how we can crank him back down. <laughs> you know, once he gets going, how how do you yeah. politely stifle someone who's that close to being in the Radio Hall of Fame? <laughs> Should we um, ta-da him at some point or another and just go on, Cliff? I, well, that would be kind of rude. I mean, the ta-da is always a, kind of a highlight. But just going on and leaving me hanging would be kind of rude. What should we do? I'm a little worried about it, Cliff. 
The man can talk. What do you suggest? Well, are you going to just leave me hanging? <laughs> I think maybe, you know, we we could just it's it's an interview, right? We're going to ask him questions. I think he's wanting to talk about the Radio Hall of Fame. Yes, but at some point you're going to ask him questions I to might clarify ask, what he's talking about. And I might ask him about that basketball glass backboard at the Owensville school. Yeah, that I, mean, I think that's, that's, he might have been the breaker of. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't maybe forget. there's a, maybe there's a question you could ask him that would just make him stop dead in his tracks. Ooh. Like, how would you dance if you just took a dump in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> I am not asking Max Armstrong that. <laughs> you know, you know, Cliff, that What's it's that? probably already happened. What? And that's how we got in this mess to begin with. What do you mean? You know that by now, yeah. someone has already called Max about your comment. <laughs> and I'll get another email. And that's how this whole thing started when you dogged on him for not being in the Radio Hall of Fame. If you remember that a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Ago. Yeah, that's... Sorry about that. <laughs> yes. You did that. He gets a call. I get an email. You yeah. talk about what you said here after the 9 o'clock news. And you don't need to repeat yeah. it. Please. <laughs> and I'm guaranteeing you somebody that heard that is already on the phone with Max or emailing him or something. And you yeah. know what's Texting him or... Yeah. Yes. So he, he knows the question you have lined up. To stop the interview. I'm not doing that question. <laughs> well, maybe I will. I'm gonna, I was going to ask. Promise <laughs> on your news authority that you will not ask Max Armstrong that question. How would you dance if you took a dump don't, in your pants? See, you don't have to <laughs> say it twice. Just once was fine. Actually, once wasn't fine. You could have just kept that one, you know, internally. <laughs> we want him back on, and that's not the that's not the way to win friends and influence people, Cliff. Well, I mean, you got a point there. I hope you're happy this morning sitting in the lookout lounge and proud of Why yourself, Cliff. What's the problem? Well, your little comment about how to get out of the conversation with Max yeah. has inspired this uh, voice message a few minutes oh, ago. Okay, sure. Morning, Wheaton Cliff. Nick from Otwell. Hey, you come up with a safe word, say maybe sea biscuit, and when I hear that word, I'll call in and I can ask Max, how would you dance if you your pants? And that way you guys can put the blame on me, and that'll end the interview. That's not the way we want to end an interview, by having somebody call in and asking Max that. Let's not do that. And we can't say any words that we'd have to beep. Correct. <laughs> I don't mind asking him the question, but we can't say words we have to beep. Let's, let's repeat this. We're not going to ask him the question, so don't say, I don't mind doing it. No, no. Let people text again one day. No. Cliff, was there anything said today? <laughs> yeah. Morning Roadshow phrases of the day start with number three. Sometimes age just shows up all by itself. Number two, I can steer the car with my belly button. Well, it's a trick. <laughs> I wouldn't go around saying that publicly, by the way. Okay. Yeah, because that's, you know, you could get a ticket. The number one Morning Roadshow phrase for today, how would you dance if you took a dump in your pants. No. <laughs> I thought that was always number two. Well, always. not when we're talking about questions asked Max Armstrong, it's not. All right. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.